My name is Brian Pillman Jr., and you are listening to In Your Head with Shannon Standiford. Ladies and gentlemen, everything in between, welcome to In Your Head with Shannon Stanford, the podcast where today we are boldly exploring the intersection of sex, <gasps> taboo, wink, wink, and mental health. Seriously, we're here for you. Before we jump into the juicy details, let's address the elephant in the room. Yes. Or touching on a topic that might make your Aunt Ethel blush, make your bestie gasp <gasps> in horror. But hey, we're all adults here, right? Well, maybe mentally. Eh, maybe that's, that's eh, you know, oof, I don't know about that either. So, before we get any further into this episode... I must tell you, we are talking about sex. We are talking about uh, some very uh, adult things. So if you are under age, please do not listen to the rest of this episode. This episode's not for you. Uh, please don't have sex until you're mentally uh, and emotionally ready for it. It is a major thing. That's how I was always taught. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 21, and even then, it was uh, under really bad circumstances, and I totally regret it. So, we've got that established. But before we jump into the juicy details, let's just say this, I'm going to make this a fun episode. Fear not. We're not we're not here to make you squirm uncomfortably in your seat, although I might. It might be fun for me. My aim is to shed light on how this these often misunderstood subjects intertwine and maybe even bring a smile to your face in the process. Hee <laughs> hee. That's Michael Jackson impersonation right there. So sex. Do I have your attention now? Sex is like a magical unicorn wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in an, uh, in an enigma. It affects our mental health in mysterious and sometimes hilarious ways. From those cringeworthy miscommunications in the bedroom to the infamous post-oh face. Yeah, I promise. This I'm going to do some weird things in this episode. Uh, yes, uh, we are going to go there, by the way. Uh, we're going to explore it all with honesty and a dash of humor. And by dash, I mean I'm just throwing humor in there entirely. Uh, mental health, well, well, let's just say that it's like that friend of yours who's got your back even when you're at your lowest. We're going to dive into the fascinating world of how our mental health, our mental well-being, impacts our intimate moments. From dealing with the anxiety-induced performance jitters to the emotional roller coasters of self-love. We're here to provide you with support, insights, and maybe a couple belly laughs along the way. So, join us, like you do every week, as we unravel the wonderfully woven web of sex and mental health today. Uh, I'm going to be tackling it all, from the science-y stuff, 
to personal stories that will leave you snorting with your coffee out of your nose. You've got questions. We've got answers. And by that, I mean me and my uh, other personalities. And at least some witty commentary. So get ready to feel empowered. To feel enlightened. And maybe, just maybe, a little high on another comma. It's time to kick back, relax, embark on this hilarious, sexy, and oh-so-important journey of In Your Head with Shannon Stanford. Alright folks, let's dive into the nitty-gritty of how sex and mental health intertwine. Get ready for some mind-blowing stats, intriguing theories, and reports that'll make your jaw drop. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. That's what he said. Did you know that research has shown that healthy sexual expression can have a positive impact on our mental well-being? According to a study published in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, you know, nerdy dudes, uh, that probably have never had sex before, ever. Uh, if having a posi- ha- having a healthy sexual expression um, and engaging in consensual and satisfying sexual experiences can alleviate stress, your boost your self-esteem, and even reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. So, what that means to me, is if you're getting some, you feel better. I mean, how, like, if you, if, let's, let's be honest here. You have sex, you feel better. I mean, unless it's bad sex, but if you're having great sex, hearts are racing, you got all those endorphins going, you got a smile on your face, you feel great, you gotta smoke a cigarette, you gotta eat a sandwich, you gotta, like, chug the Gatorade to get those electric, electrolytes back. Things are great after great sex. I won't lie. Anytime that I've had... Anytime I have great sex, I'm on cloud fucking nine. And I sleep better, too. So, next time you're feeling down, and maybe, you know, if if your lady's not there, if your man's not there, uh, maybe you get a little self-love, and self-love can do wonders for you, too. So, basically, what I'm telling yourself, telling you is to go fuck yourself. Literally. Ladies, you know you have the little rose or the giant thing in your in that you probably have a name for in your nightstand. You know, if your man's not around or your feet or your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend's not around, fuck yourself. Boys, come on now. Crank one out for you know, alleviate the pressure, alleviate the stress, get those endorphins going, you'll be fine. Now, on to the flip side. Let's talk about how mental health can affect our sex lives. Take performance anxiety, for example. It's like your brain decides to play a cruel game of let's freak out right before things get steamy. You know, guys, uh, to quote friends here, it doesn't happen all the time. It's not that common. And it is a big deal. Research suggests that anxiety can interfere with arousal and sexual functioning, making it literally a buzzkill. And you can insert any friend's quote ever. 
Fear not, my friends. There are ways to combat performance anxiety like open communication with your partner, practicing mindfulness techniques, and remember, it's all about finding your own comfort zone. Remember, you can, you're you're only as you can only be as freaky as as your partner. Find that comfort zone for each other. Find that comfort zone for yourself. Whatever works for you, sweethearts. Now, here's something intriguing. Did you know that there's a psychological phenomenon called sensation seeking that directly ties sex and mental health? According to a study by Dr. Marvin Zuckerman, sensation seekers are more likely to engage in risky sexual behaviors. They seek novelty and ex intense experience, which can impact their mental health. It's a fine line to walk, but exhilarating moments and potentially and potentially harmful consequences. Speaking of consequences, let's talk about the connection between sexual trauma and mental health. It is a heartbreaking reality that survivors of sexual assault often face challenges, even when it comes to intimacy and emotional well-being. Studies indicate that survivors may experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, depression, and anxiety disorders. Supportive therapy and creating safe spaces for survivors to heal can play a crucial role in their sexual and mental recovery. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive into the hot topic, orgasms and mental health. Pun, pun intended, of course, the release of endorphins during orgasms has a fantastic impact on our mental well-being. These feel-good neurochemicals flood our brain, promoting a sense of euphoria, relaxation, and even pain relief. It's like a natural mood booster right in the palm of your hand. You know, a little man-to-hand -hand combat. Or whatever you prefer. Maybe it's Jeffrey, your giant dong. You know, maybe it's the rose. Maybe it's you. Maybe you got a little pocket thing, you know, going on. Maybe you got a job. Maybe maybe you're one of those people that got like a five, seven thousand dollar sex doll. Whatever it is, if you whatever it is that gets gets you there, buddy, go for it. Now we've only scratched the surface here, folks. Uh, the intricacies of the relationship between sex and mental health are vast and diverse. Let's stop. I'm going to be diving deeper into specific topics each uh, for this episode. Uh, we're going to unpack the complexities, share personal stories, and maybe, and bring and uh, and I would like to say bring in experts to enlighten us all. But let's face it: Do I know any experts? Are there really any experts? Whenever it comes to uh, to sex, I mean, I guess you got the professionals. You know, they're pretty good at their job, I guess. So, dear listeners, as we continue on our journey with the IYHWSS, or In Your Head with Shannon Stanford, remember that these conversations are vital for reducing stigma and creating a healthier and more compassionate society. Hey, have a few laughs along the way, all the better. What's up, guys? In Your Head with Shannon Stafford is a podcast where Shannon talks to everyday people with everyday problems. Everyone has a story, and every story should.
to let's dive deeper. That's what she said. Into specific topics and unpack the fascinating complexities between mental health and sex. Now, one of the intriguing uh, areas to explore in the impact of mental health conditions on our sexual experience. Uh, did you know that conditions like depression and anxiety can significantly affect our libido and sexual functioning? The neurotransmitters involved in regulating moods, such as serotonin and dopamine, also play crucial roles in sex, in sexual desire and pleasure. When our mental health is a compromise, when our mental health is compromised, these neurotransmitters can get dis disrupted, leading to changes in sexual desires, arousal, or satisfaction. Moreover, certain psychiatric medications commonly prescribed to manage mental health conditions like antidepressants or antipsychotics can have side effects that impact sexual function. These medications may cause decreased libido, difficulty achieving orgasm, or even erectile dysfunction in some cases. It's vital to have open and honest communication with health care professionals to address these concerns and explore alternative options if needed. Another fascinating aspect is how our self-perception, our body image, and our self-esteem can influence our sexual experiences. Mental health conditions like eating disorders, body dysmorphia, or even low self-esteem can lead to feelings of shame or insecurity when it comes to our bodies. This can create barriers to intimacy and affect our sexual confidence. And I want to talk. To, I want to take a moment, and I want to talk to you, the listener. Maybe you're a little overweight. Maybe you're underweight. Maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not well endowed. Maybe you don't have the six pack. Maybe your boobs sag. Maybe men, you're, you have movies. Whatever, like, whatever the thing is, that's your body. That's your temple. And trust me, uh, whenever I say this, your body looks fucking great. You look great, you know. If the person that cares about you and loves you, they will love your body the way that it is. So maybe you don't have an ass. Maybe you got too much of an ass. Maybe you, maybe you got no thigh gap. Maybe you got, got a thigh gap. Maybe, maybe you're the picture X person. To to like, maybe you're a model. Maybe you got the, you got all the goods. You know, maybe you got that, but you still feel like you you don't have like the you're not worthy you're not sexy you're not pretty enough it's all in your mind you're perfectly fine i promise you nobody in this world is ugly unless you make yourself ugly now cultivating self-acceptance and self-love is essential in overcoming these challenges therapy Self-care practices and surrounding ourselves with a supportive network can aid in building a positive body image and embracing our sexuality regardless of societal expectations. Remember, you are beautiful and deserving of pleasure and connection. Now let's not forget the exciting field of sex therapy, which focuses on addressing and resolving sexual concerns through counseling and, and, and intervention. Sex therapists specialize in helping individuals and couples Navigate and helping individuals and couples. Sorry, I have this all written out, so I have, like, I sound better, but let's see here. Where was I? Da -da -da, sex therapists specialize in helping individuals and couples navigate the intricate web of mental health and sexual well-being. 
They explore underlying psychological factors, communication skills, and techniques to enhance pleasure and intimacy. Interesting. I want to know, but I don't want to know, you know? Sex therapy is not only for individuals experiencing difficulties, uh, but can also be beneficial for couples seeking to improve their connections, spice up their their intimate lives. It's all about creating a safe and non-judgmental space to con- to address concerns, normalize experiences, and then, you know, provide ex- educational resources. Lastly, let's talk about how societal attitudes and stigma towards mental health and sexuality intersect. Fortunately, both both of them can still carry significant taboos and misconceptions in many cultures. This stigma can lead to individuals feeling ashamed, isolated, or afraid to seek other to seek help for their mental health or sexual concerns. Breaking down these barriers requires education, understanding, and open conversation. Challenging societal norms, promote, promoting acceptance and inclusion. And advocating for comprehensive sexual education and mental health resources are crucial steps towards eradicating stigma. Remember, every individual's experience with mental health and sexuality is unique. But shedding light on these complexities, sharing stories, and normalizing these conversations, we can foster a more compassionate and supportive world for everyone. So, let's face it, we all like sex. We all love sex. Sex is fucking great, especially with the right partner in the right way. Everybody's got their, their kinks, everybody's got their, their things, and I am totally on board with that. But trust me when I tell you this. Nobody should feel ashamed at what they do in the bedroom. If you're having fun, everybody's having fun. Trust me whenever I tell you this. Uh, Great sex, it's phenomenal. And I I love it. Uh, Without going into too much detail... Me and uh, the first time me and my my fiance had sex, uh, you know, you know, whenever you first have sex with somebody, it's always that you know, like weird, like what is this person like? What is this person not like? You know, like it's always awkward, you know, that first time. Sometimes it's magical. You get those movie moments where everything's just magical. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes let's be real. Sometimes it's not. Um, but you know, once you find your rhythm, you find out what everybody likes. You know, eventually you, you know, like you, you experiment. You should always experiment with sex. I mean, don't go like crazy, like fucking like drink, like pour blood on each other. You know, like the, like Bobby, like, what's it? Billy Bob Thornton and like Angelina Jolie with the fucking blood sacrifices and shit like that. Don't go all, I wouldn't say go all that far. But trust me when I tell you sex with the right person and finding your way with them and having the most amazing sex of your life to where you just can't walk. It's worth it. So yeah. 
maybe you need to do it yourself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I mean, I mean, unless you get into the biblical stuff, and that's not what this show is about. Uh, the show is you know, like in. You should you, you going off script here. Every not everyone, but a lot of people have a hoe face. You know, like maybe you're depressed, maybe you're angry, maybe you're uh, just you're just angry at the world, and you just you're using basically sex to try to find like fill like a uh, fill a hole in your in your life. Um, I like I don't necessarily condone it. I get it though. Uh, I went through one, and um, but to me, I. And I, and I do, and I feel bad about it, but, because whenever I first started having sex, uh, sex was, to me, was always taught as, like, something that should mean something to, to you. It should, it should be a big deal. And lately, these days, we kind of treat sex as a casual thing, like, you know, it's, it's not a big thing at all. It really is. Sex can have a mental toll on you. You know, for the young ladies, it's like, oh my God, does he like me, or or does she like me? Where is this going? What's what? What are we doing here, guys? For the most part, we just—it's one of those. It's it's that rush, you know. We we can get it in almost anything dangerous, but like with sex, it's one of those. Uh, that's that's the thing that you know, like we we we, we chase. Women have power in being in between their in, in women have power in between your legs. Okay, that's where the power is. We you have you have the holy grail in between your legs, and for guys that are into you, that's where that's where we want to put our face. It's a great you from. It's a great descriptive way of talking about it. But yes, this it's true. Guys love sex. And it's, it's sad sometimes girls use sex to get what what they want from guys knowing that the only if we force it on you, then it comes back as either rape or sexual assault or sexual harassment. So, ladies, you have the power here. Do I think it's fair? Absolutely not. But that's not for me to decide. So, anyway... Just, just some unscripted thoughts here. Maybe that'll get me in trouble, but let's face it. Everybody loves sex. Everybody enjoys having uh, sex. And uh, I guess maybe not if you're a monk. But, you know, I guess, I guess if you're a monk, you probably never had sex. So, I mean, I was a virgin until I was 21. So, uh, I, I went through a whole phase. I think it was just kind of to uh, find something within me. But anyway, so, yeah, we're just going to. Go to the next segment as I ramble on. Wasn't recording. Well, this is shit. This has been in your head with Shannon Stanford. I'm gonna be signing off, but I'm reminding you that you are worthy of love, pleasure, and mental well-being. And it's a wrap. We've explored complexities between sex and mental health, delving into stats, theories, and reports. It's been enlightening. Uh. It's been a uh, filled with laughter discussion, empathy, and a dash of cheekiness. But wait, 
before we wrap things up completely, let's give a shout out to our amazing listeners. We appreciate, and by we, I mean me, I appreciate each and every one of you for your joining, for joining me on this journey and being part of this, being part of the community. Your support and engagement means the world to me. It really does. Uh, I am honored and I have been blessed and I'm very humbled that people even listen to the show. And I don't care if it's one person or if it's 100,000 people. But I appreciate all of you for being a part of this. Your support and engagement means the world to me. But here we... Here, I do have some time for some Q&As, where I answered some burning questions about this captivating topic. Uh, remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, um, but I am here to provide information, guidance, and a listening ear. Um, so I sent, so I asked for some uh, people to uh, send some questions, and uh, I got, I, I got a few of them off the Twitter. So, my first question comes from Sarah in Ohio. She asks, can mental health conditions like anxiety or depression affect the quality of orgasms? Which was weirdly put because that sounded way too professional to me. But it is a great question, Sarah. Yes, mental health conditions can indeed impact the quality of orgasms. Conditions like anxiety or depression can interfere with our ability to fully engage in pleasurable experiences including orgasm. Stress, worry, and a lack of focus can make it more challenging to achieve that blissful climax, but they are not working on reducing anxiety and finding ways to manage depression, such as therapy or medication, can often improve the quality of your sexual experience. So, basically, what we're what I'm saying here is that if you've got anxiety or depression, uh, sometimes sex doesn't just isn't great, and it sucks. Um... But the more you work on your anxiety, the more you work on your depression, sex sex gets better. And that, oh my god, you know, or oh my god, oh Jesus, oh my god, you know, that gets better, you know. Next up, we have a question from Mark from California. He asks, are there any specific exercises or practices that can help with overcoming performance anxiety in the bedroom? That's a great, that's a great question, Mark, and thank you for it. Uh, performance anxiety is incredibly common and can affect people of all genders. Often, one effective technique is to manage performance anxiety is focusing on mindfulness. Engaging in deep breathing exercises or meditation can help calm your nerves, promote relaxation, and allow you to be fully present in the moment, because trust me, brother... You want to be in that moment. Feel it. It's all you, buddy. Another helpful approach is is open communication with your partner. Honest dialogue about your concerns and desires can create a, sa- a sense of safety and understanding. Reducing the pressure to perform per- perfectly. Remember, sex is about connection and pleasure, not about meeting unrealistic expectations. Stop thinking of the movies Stop thinking of porn, you know. You're not going to fuck the hot plumber or, like, you're not going to go to a massage parlor and all of a sudden, you know, things get all steamy. And trust me, the whole stepmom, stepsister thing is weird. 
It's fucking weird, and it's wrong in all senses of, of the word. But, folks, it's time to wrap up this episode of In Your Head. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed our deep dive into our intricate relationship between sex and mental health. As we continue this journey together, remember to embrace your unique experiences and prioritize your mental well-being. Stay sassy, stay sane, and, you know, come back. Wink, wink.